The teachings of General Conference are the considerations the Lord would have before us now and in the months ahead. Our marching orders for each six months are found in the General Conference addresses. For the next six months, your conference edition of the Ensign should stand next to your standard works and be referred to frequently. I encourage you to read the talks once again and to ponder the messages contained therein. I exhort you to study the messages of this conference frequently, even repeatedly, during the next six months. You're listening to the Conference Talk Podcast, where it's conference weekend every weekend. Each weekend, we discuss talks from the most recent General Conference of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That's right. We share some insights, we make some connections, and hopefully have a bit of fun as we study words of men and women God has called to direct His Church in these latter days. I'm Aubriana Rice. And I'm Shelby Stanfield. And this is episode number six, where we're talking about Elder Gong's address, We Each Have a Story. However, before we dive into the talk and what we thought about it, I wanted to introduce our guest, Aubriana. Aubriana, tell us a little bit about yourself. But I'll say this first. She is one of my ultimate best friends. I call her my eternal best friend, and we met at college at BYU-Idaho. So now tell us about yourself. Ah, I feel honored. So I, yeah, just like Shelby said, I met her at BYU-Idaho, currently going here still. She made it out. I haven't quite made it out yet, but I have a year left, so I'm super excited. And I I am going into communications. I want to teach. And I want to be some kind of instructor, not in school, but some other kind of instructor. So we're still working that in. So I love it. Well, Aubriana is the real MVP because she joined with me last minute. And so I'm super glad and grateful that she's here with us today. I'm so, not as grateful. <laughs> well, we're going to go ahead and dive in to the talk by Elder Gong. Like I said, it's we each have a story. And Honestly, this talk, it was one of those ones that I'm going to be honest, I kind of looked over during conference. It kind of just happened and I kind of forgot about it. So this is one reason I'm really grateful for this podcast because it brings me back to study it. And I just love that he connected a lot of family generational ties to this. That's what that's what I got out of it. A lot of family history and understanding that our story didn't just start the day we were born. Our story is part of our ancestors in the past, but it's also part of our our future posterity as well, is all our story. So those were kind of my initial takeaways. Did you have any initial thoughts, Abriana? It's funny that you say that. So I came in with three questions, and Elder Gong answered all three questions. This was the one that spoke to me the most. So I I think it's yeah, I think that's kind of funny and kind of ironic that uh, you said that, Shelby, because I got so much out of this talk. Things that might not have been written, but I'm excited to kind of share. I feel like the overall message was actually about how there are people that need our help here on earth, and then there are people that we need to write their stories down, and how important it is to have that story. Just kind of start out, we'll probably go into this a little bit, but I love how Elder Gong starts out with, we connect, we become, and we belong. And that's through family history. And that's through through stories and storytelling. Um, stories have power. And that's what this whole talk was about. It was beautiful. 
So your family, there's a reason I wanted you on this talk because your family, your mom, Carol Rice, which we gave her a shout out when Kevin and I recorded our last podcast too. But you guys have like a history of storytelling in your family, right? Or like a uh, yeah. like a favorite, like, I don't know, explain it, explain it a little bit to the listeners. We, for a long time, my mother, Carol Rice, like, man, guys, look her up. She's so cool. I don't know if you can look her up, but she's definitely... Definitely one of the coolest people here on earth. But yeah, she brought us into what was called storytelling. It's actually like professionals go around and tell stories on a stage and they use nothing but their words. And it's super powerful. It's kind of like general conference, except for less spiritual, (laughs) more like story based parables, whatever you want to call it. And growing up in this, in that setting, made me realize how powerful stories can be. And when Elder Gong spoke about it, how he told stories, he gave so many examples of stories in his talk. And then he also, you know, tied it back to the living and how important it is for us as living stories. So So something like one of the stories that stood out the most to me, I'm going to quote it right here. I have it. It says, a young man I know is compiling a dad journal. Years ago, A car hit and killed his father. Now to know his father, this courageous young man is preserving childhood memories and stories from family and friends. And that was really powerful to me because that dad journal, it could be just words written down like an actual journal. It could be a virtual journal. Like, you know, you record audio or you kind of like Kevin and I do with our Book of Mormon podcast. But the point is that he wanted to remember his father and he wants his kids to remember him as well. So he's compiling this. Yeah, definitely. That's funny that you said that because one of the questions, so I recently, a little backstory, I, I, I've come on the podcast before, but it was actually a different branch of their podcast. They do, uh, Shelby and Kevin do a book of Mormon podcast. They go through the chapter books, uh, each chapter, every podcast. It's actually really fascinating. You guys should check it out. She didn't ask me to do that, but I was on one of them and I kind of shared my story a little bit, but I love, I love writing, but I'm, hasn't always been something that's been come, comes easy to me. I've had to really work on it. When I was younger, definitely had some issues communicating with others and Going to school and just getting a recent job, I've realized how good I am. And I don't mean to brag about myself here, but how good I am at asking questions and breaking things down to people for them to understand with this job that I currently have of tutoring others' strategies of how to be better at student, be a better student at school. And I was inspired right before actually to have a do a biography of my grandma. My grandma passed away when I was three, so she was pretty young, and my family kind of just fell apart a little bit. Not my close family. We're all really close, but kind of my extended family, we kind of all fell apart when my grandma passed away. And then soon after that, we lost our aunt, and then another aunt, and then an uncle. And so all these stories were getting lost of these people, and I wanted to preserve it. And so I kind of was inspired to write this biography of my grandma and it scared me because like I said I wasn't really good at communicating and Elder Gong 
he goes through so many good questions. Like, like, like Shelby was saying, to preserve a family story of that guy, of that boy, wanted to preserve his father's memory. That is so powerful, guys. As you connect your life with theirs, it's so powerful. I've just been asking every week one of my aunts or one of, one of my cousins a story about grandma. And man, I have learned so much about my grandma. I felt her closer by me and she's, she's real. She's becoming real to me. Kind of makes me emotional. Uh, but some questions really quick. If, if you want to know, sometimes it's hard to kind of start with that. And if it's okay, Shelby, I'd like to take, I know a little bit more time, I guess, to kind of with questions that you could ask. I have about nine of them. It's an odd number, but hey. <laughs> hey, we're all a little bit odd, right? So go for it. Yeah. The first one's where are you from? There's power in that question. What is what is your name? I learned that Grandma Donna, she spells it Donna because her mom didn't want to put a W in there. Okay, wait a second. Your grandma was named Grandma Donna? Yep. How did I not know this? That was my grandma's name. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, little connection. Anyway, keep going. What does what does her name mean to you? My, I asked. This is specifically for those that are living. Why did they name? Why did Grandma Donna name her kids what they did? I figured out a pretty cool story about my mama's name. I don't know if she'd want me to share it, so I'm not going to. But funny story of how my grandma got over something hard which I didn't know which is kind of cool so what does your name mean um my name yeah I had a nickname for quite some time I think Shelby's actually used it yeah so it's Abby came home from my mission I was on my mission and that's what I went by before my mission was Abby solely Abby Aubriano is way too long to spell I was on my mission and someone asked me what my name was. I kept joking around that it was Sister Rice. And they're like, no, come on, what's your name? And I was like, Rice like the food. And she's like, no, what's your name? And I was like, well, actually, my name's Abby. And she goes, what's your full name? And I said, it's Aubriana Lynn Rice. But I don't use it because I'm not pretty enough for it. And she looked at me and she was so shocked. And she goes, when you get home, you call yourself Aubriana Lynn. And so now I have a goal that my husband's going to meet me as Aubriana Lynn. And so my name, I'm pretty enough for my name. Um, <laughs> yes, you are. You really are. And boys, if you're out there and you're single, Aubriana's single. I'll set y'all up. So put a little shout out there. <laughs> Another one is, what is a lesson she taught you? I've got some pretty cool cool answers from that. How did she give you peace or show you what peace was? How did she overcome sorrow? How did she overcome pain? What role did she play for you? And what is something she did for you that you didn't expect? Awesome. I'm going to write all, those are all nine of them, right? Uh, That was actually 10, but yeah. Oh, well, all 10. I'm going to write all 10 of these questions down and I'm going to put them as a resource in our show notes. So that way, those who are listening who want to go back and reference this to figure out their stories, their own stories and their their history of their ancestors stories. So they have them as a reference. So thank you for sharing those. I, I want to share something from his talk. He said, 
In this age of I Choose Me, societies benefit where generations connect in meaningful ways. We need roots to have wings, real relationships, meaningful service, life beyond fleeting social media veneers. I think what you did is so powerful, and I think you felt the effects of doing that as you continue to do that, right? Because it's not taking you from this, it's taking you from like a superficial point of social media where it's very surface level and it's pulling it into something that's holy and eternal. And that's super powerful to have that kind of power in our lives and learn about our ancestors and connect to them. And so I'm sure you've been feeling that in your life. Definitely. And family history isn't just about, you know, the tree, you know, like it is important. I'm not going to, not going to say it's not important, but I definitely would agree, Shelby. I have learned the power of story is just changed my direction of how much, how much I can do for my family tree and how much I've learned about other people that passed away too. Like grandma Trudy, man, I, I love that woman. And you talk about one, you talk about all. Well, and it's because I, Okay. I just love so many quotes from this talk. So I'm going to share one more and then we can talk about it. So it says first, so he asked, what can we do now to understand our stories? And he says, first, imagine your image reflected back and forth between two mirrors of eternity. In one direction, picture yourself as a daughter, granddaughter, and great-granddaughter. In the other direction, smile at yourself as an aunt, mother, and grandmother. How quickly time passes. And each time enroll, notice who is with you. Gather their photos and stories, make their memories real, record their names, experiences, key dates. They are your family, the family you have and the family you want. I thought that was such a powerful imagery to picture yourself in because I, I don't know, I just, when I was reading this talk, I did have a prompting to do exactly what you just said and shared, Aburana, was get stories about my grandma from all of my family. And so definitely going to do that because you inspired me to do that and gave me a second witness. However, there's something so powerful about looking back as much as it benefits your future. And all those people that came before you came to earth were a part of your story and it's important to get to know them, even if you never met them here on earth, right? That's the spirit of Elijah working in our hearts. And then when you move forward and you look forward to what do you want to leave for your family? What do you want them to look back and say, oh, that was my grandma Shelby. That's so weird to think about myself as a grandma because I just had a baby. But that was my grandma Shelby and she shared this and this is what that meant to her and blah, 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 blah. So what can you do now listening, right? Our listeners, what can you do right now to preserve your own record? like of yourself too. That's something to think about that I don't necessarily know he addressed in his talk, but I think it's written in between the lines, right? Yeah. And and you can do that just some examples. You can do that by taking pictures. You know, if you, all you have Instagram, save them. Save those pictures, save those images, save those captions. Save, you know, notes that you get, cards that you get. There are so many ways, recordings, songs. Yeah, journaling, that's a powerful way. There are so many ways you yourself can preserve family history. Family search is for the, it's Facebook for the dead. <laughs> it really is. And that's, those are one of the three, he mentions, I think, three things. He says performing temple ordinances, family search. He talks about that, like the let the adventure of family history be intentional and spontaneous, which I thought was yes, isn't that cool? 
right? He's like, don't, it doesn't have to be like, oh, every Thursday at five o'clock, I write about my grandma. No, it can be whenever you feel inspired, right? And then the- come in and pop in, you know, like when you think about them, that means they're probably closer than you think. And the other one is visit family search, what you just talked about, right? And help us unite families eternally. Okay. Can we talk about this for a second? He said, there are many more on the other side of the veil than on this side. I definitely agree. Can you imagine how many people he has made? And we are just a small sliver of all those people. I believe that they want to help us. They they want they want to help, but you know, kind of like you want to help here on earth with those that are here, but you sometimes just don't know how. And when you give them the opportunity to help, they'll be there. Just like I don't know when Shelby needs help. That's why we have to call and talk to each other. Or, you know, we can do the random pop-ins, but you know, the spontaneous pops in, pop-ins, but sometimes we just got to like let each other know, hey, I need your help right now. Could you send some people? And I bet Shelby would fly over right now and come and come save me if I needed it. And I would do the same for her. And that is just like the angels, except for they're immediate. You know, they, they don't have any, any time constraints. <laughs> um, they can fly. So I... I love that. And I, I want to share a personal experience. So I'm a new mom and having your first kid, you go through a lot of different emotions and feelings. And I was at my OBGYN for like my follow-up appointment. My blood pressure was still high. So I had to go back like two days after being released from the hospital to check on it. And when I was there, I was so nervous. I didn't have my mom in town yet. Like she was flying in the next day. And Kevin was back at work. And so I was alone with the new baby, like four days old or three days old. I can't remember how old she was. And I was like, oh my gosh, what if she starts crying? Like, what if she, what do I do? Like, I'd never been out with her and I had all these worries. And I was sitting, I was sitting on the, I don't even know what you call that. The, I don't know, the thing you sit on at the doctor that you can like lay down on. So I'm sitting there and I'm waiting for the doctor to come in. And of course, the doctor's taking forever, like they always do, right? And I'm just getting so nervous that Adeline is going to start crying. And I thought to myself, I had had an institute class earlier about angels, which are our family members, right? And I thought to myself, I am a covenant-keeping member of the Church of Jesus Christ. I can invite angels to be with me and help me. And so I said a little quiet prayer, and I was like, Heavenly Father, I know this is so ridiculous. But I'm so worried that she's going to start crying because she started being fidgety in her seat. I was like, can you send my grandma Donna? (laughs) Can you send her here to just be with Adeline? And immediately, like Addie, I don't know, wiggling, whatever she was doing, you know, and she was quiet the rest of the entire visit. And I knew that my grandma Donna was there. So just like you said, you can invite those angels to come and help you. And it's just so powerful when you feel them. And so it's it's a thing. Practice it. Try it. Invite it. Pray because Heavenly Father is willing to bless us all the time as long as we're keeping his co- commandments, right? Yeah. I love that story. I love that story, except for I would, for the viewers that are listening, I'd like to correct something that Shelby said. She started praying and she said, this might be dumb. And viewers, you wouldn't say that about your best friend, would you? So don't say it to God, because if it matters to you, it'll matter to him. It mattered to it mattered to Shelby that day, and that's why he sent Donna. So 
when you pray, pray with conviction, pray with faith, and know that your problems, they're problems for a reason, and God cares. And if you ask for angels, he'll send you angels, even if it's a big deal or a small deal. But don't say it's dumb. Hey, I didn't say it was dumb. I said it was ridiculous, but I get your point. I get your point there. It's true though. We need to have more faith in our savior, right? We need to have more faith in him and not, not doubt ourselves when we pray. So I really, I really am grateful that you shared that. I think in closing, I wanted to talk about one more thing, if that's okay with you, Avi. It's another quote, but it's a great quote. He said, covenant belonging with God and each other includes knowing our spirit and body will be reunited in resurrection and our most precious relationships can continue beyond death with a fullness of joy. We each have a story. Come discover yours. I love the idea of covenants. I love the temple and temple is a place where we make many covenants. And I love the idea that knowing that you can perform those ordinances for your ancestors that have passed. And then that if you choose to make those covenants here on this earth in this life, that you are then linking yourself to them and then preparing yourself to be linked to the future generations, hoping that they make that choice to also enter into a covenant with God. Right. And so I just love that idea of covenants and having them be a part of our story to our ancestors. Yeah, I agree with that. Something I know, I really, I want to say this. I wasn't going to, but it kept coming back. So I'm going to say it, even if it means you go over time. Um, It's a quote (laughs) from the talk, but it says, Connecting with our ancestors can change our lives in surprising ways. From their trials and accomplishments, we gain faith and strength. From their love and sacrifices, we learn to forgive and move forward. Our children become resilient. We gain protection and power. Ties with ancestors increase family closeness, gratitude, miracles. Such such ties can bring them, bring help from the other side of the veil. Going along with covenants, going along with what you were saying about the temple. There's going to be stories that come up about, you know, your family history that's going to be tough and rough. There's some abuse that happened in my family a few generations back, and we don't know the whole story, but they can heal as we tell stories. They can heal as we as we grow and learn them. And those people need to be forgiven. And that's what the temple does. The temple brings us together in a way that connects us all and in a closeness and a resilience and it'll help your children, children. And so I believe that. I love that. Uh, The gospel joins. It literally binds us. It links us right all the way back to the savior. And that reminds me of another talk that was given in general, this April 22 general conference that said, Something along the lines of, (laughs) I know, I'm trying to remember what exactly was said. I don't even know who gave it. But they said basically that you, like basically the buck can stop with you. If there is some bad history that happened in your family, you do not have to pass that story on in a negative light. You can stop that right there with you and choose to make it positive. Address the fact that it happened. Like you said, Aubriana, something happened. However, we're moving forward and we're forgiving like the Savior would. And it is a part of our past. And it did make everybody who they are up until that point. 
but let's not hold on to the negativity of it. Let's hold on to what we learned from it, how we grew from it and pass that part of it forward and not paint those people in a negative light because they're still our family. A good way of that happening and a good example of that is there's this woman we talk about. Her name is Jenny Duffy in my family history. She's my great, great aunt. So she's my mom's aunt. It's pretty close, but she came from Ireland. Her mom passed away. She became the mother of all of the three brothers that she had. Her dad remarried a year later. And for some reason, we don't understand how, but for some reason, she got kicked out of the home and said she couldn't be there. The only place for her to go was an aunt that lived in America. So this 16-year-old girl moved to America. And can you imagine nowadays moving to America on a boat of all things? She moved to America and never looked back. She never got to see her brothers again. She married my great uncle, whatever it is. And because of that, we're in America. And my mom was able to be my mom with the name, last name of Trevelyan. And it's because of my grandma, uh, because of my great aunt, Jenny Duffy. We don't know what happened there, right? It probably was really bad if she got kicked out of her home and had to leave when the dad got remarried. But I just told you guys that in a beautiful light. That also makes that woman the mother in a beautiful way because she's part of our story too. So there are ways to share the hard parts in a beautiful light. And those people will help you share it because it's their sharing. It's it's their sharing their story as well. And you don't want anyone to share your story bad. So they're going to show up. If they don't show up in your dreams, they're going to show up on the other side later. So talk good about them, love their story, and try to understand. Just like you said at the end, right? That last, read that last part of your quote. You said, we each have a story. Come discover yours. Come find your voice, your song, your harmony in him. This is the very purpose with God. Created the heavens and the earth and saw that they were good. I don't think that's what you read, but I just read it. So No, it is what I read. That first part okay. definitely was what I read, and you read more, which is even beautiful, more beautiful, whatever the word is. You know what I'm trying to say. Anyway, do you have any other thoughts you want to share before we close? If you could just take one story, one person a week, just try it for three weeks. Try it for seven weeks, actually. One story for seven weeks. That is specific time, but seven's a magical number. <laughs> Seven so, is a great number. It's my favorite. See what happens. See the stories, see the inspiration, see the strength that comes. I love that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it about my grandma and I'm going to call my family, my aunts, and my uncles and my cousins, and I'm going to do it. Well, y'all, thank you for joining us and listening to another episode of the Conference Talk podcast, where we discuss Elder Gong's address. We each have a story. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, give us a five-star rating and you can find us on iTunes and Spotify and YouTube and Google and Stitcher and Amazon and Audible and TuneIn and iHeartRadio and Facebook. Yes, pretty much everywhere you get podcasts. You can find links to all our platforms on our website, conferencetalk.org. You know what else is in the conferencetalk.org? Everything. Go there and follow us on social media. Drop us a com- comment. Come out with some show notes. 
find related talks and learn more about us. Big thank you to Abriana so much for hopping on the mics with me today. You can follow her. Actually, where can they follow you, Abriana? The Raising Family Podcast. It's a place where you can go to find out more about families and ties and why the family proclamation is so important today. And you can follow me, Shelby, at ChristCenteredConversations.org. And we also have our Book of Mormon podcast that you can follow us on as well. We do always appreciate new followers, but it's even better to follow the prophet and the apostle themselves. That's right. We love speaking about the church and our leaders. We do not speak for them. Everything said on this podcast represents Shelby and Aubriano's opinions right now on this specific episode. Join us next week for another episode of the Conference Talk Podcast. Guys, listen in. Thank y'all.